This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Continuing our conversation with Ian Young, the Vancouver correspondent with the South China Morning Post. Uh, Very happy to have you in here on Family Day. Not lost on me that you've come all the way in studio. Thank you for that. No problem. Uh, I want to talk now about COVID-19, otherwise known as the coronavirus. Um, We did talk about a week ago, it might have been exactly a week ago, in fact, uh, about the hollowing out or the businesses suffering at some spaces in Richmond. And today we are uh, seeing politicians and and health ministers, uh, you know, having gatherings in Chinatown and Metro Vancouver, in in the city of Vancouver, that is, uh, to talk about how businesses are beginning to suffer uh, there as well. What are you what are you seeing? What are you hearing? Well, yeah, I think we were we were ahead of the the story a little bit, I think, last week. Um, But it was clear to anyone that was involved in the Chinese community that this was happening. Um, You know, it. It's clear that if you go to a banquet-style Chinese restaurant, and I'm including in that um, uh, communal dining restaurants like hot pot restaurants and things like that, business has fallen off a cliff. You know, you go down to to, to any sort of Cantonese-style banquet-style restaurant that has those big tables, business has fallen off a cliff. These are these are pretty empty. Um, but there is a difference, you know. It's not all Chinese restaurants that are like that. I mean, um, some Hong Kong-style restaurants that serve individual dishes like um, what you call cha cha teng, Western-style Hong Kong restaurant that I was there at one on the weekend and business was uh, business was booming, um, uh, but this is a phenomenon that's really hit some businesses very very hard. And also that the one that's booming perhaps isn't located in Chinatown. Sure. Well, I, I shouldn't give restaurants plugs, but the one we were at was in um, on Canby Street, and I think people's concerns are um, more closely focused on places like Richmond and in Chinatown. Uh, than say somewhere on you know an open thoroughfare like uh, like Canby Street. What, um, Gord McDonald on his uh, news was talking about the latest numbers: seventy one thousand uh, confirmed cases, seventeen hundred seventy two deaths. Um, the health minister coming out, or uh, the public health uh, authority coming out and saying that this is not as deadly, it seems, as SARS and MERS when it comes to the majority of people who are a confirmed case. Eighty percent of those cases, uh, the symptoms are mild. So those are the the facts behind what we know at this point, but also the Diamond Princess. I mean, I've spoken with uh, Spencer Fehrenbacher, who is now in the United States. He got off on that plane today. Uh, The Fort Langley man who had been on the Diamond Princess in quarantine for, I guess he was 12 days total uh, uh, in quarantine after being stuck on there. I mean, I think it was a month that he has been on this boat. Um, just speaking to like how that cruise ship has sort of become worse than any other mm. for concentration of this I think that, virus. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things at play there. I think we do need. Um, obviously, we don't. There shouldn't be a panic, but at the same time, um, the the numbers um, coming out of China have been pretty rubbery and I think that there should be um, an appropriate degree of scepticism about the exact accuracy of those numbers for all sorts of reasons, um, largely to do with China's uh, tendency towards a lack of transparency but also towards because of the, just the nature of, um, of these sort of novel um, outbreaks. It's very difficult to get a handle on numbers and data at the early stages of an outbreak. Um, but yeah, there, there's there's a lot of reason to be sceptical about some of the numbers that do come out of China. So, well, somebody, I sent you a, an article that I had found uh, that basically said the, the numbers that are coming out of China are the exact 
formula that you could find if you Googled outbreak? Yeah, well, the, 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 I think one, one way, one reason that people are sceptical because it just looks so neat, I think the, the mortality data, that is, you know, deaths to known infections has been sitting on pretty much 2.4% for quite a long time. Um, but that doesn't exactly mirror the experience that people typically have with these kinds of outbreaks. So there's scepticism there, you know. There's also scepticism about... Um, you know, the, the the infection data, for instance, you know, that was artificially choked for a long time because of the simply because of the lack of, of, of testing kits. You know, so what you're what you're sh- recording is not the no number of in, not the number of infections, but the number of infections that could have been tested. So that's a, that's one way to choke the data, not deliberately, but just because of the facts of the matter. Worth reiterating as well, what we spoke about last week, uh, highly unusual to watch the the Chinese government so motivated that they would build a 1,000 patient hospital in a 10-day span? Well, I think that we've seen a big pivot from um, Chinese authorities. In the early days, of course, we had that terrible situation where the whistleblowers on this outbreak uh, were actually being targeted by police and told to cool it. Um, and one of those whistleblowers, Dr. Lee, unfortunately died recently. Um, and that's sparked this massive backlash in China, um, a massive scepticism about the data and um, a demands for transparency. And we've seen no no lesser person than President Xi himself uh, has been um, uh, sort of spearheading that and coming out in public and saying, well, I was on top of this a couple of weeks ago. I was, on top, I was you know, giving statements back in early February talking about the severity of the coronavirus. One of the things that I... Uh, I I'm definitely a fan of following your uh, Twitter feed. Uh, your pinned tweet about uh, from your blog, your Honkouver blog, mm. about wearing of masks. Can you reiterate? Yeah, I, I think that here in Vancouver, there's a lot of scepticism about masks, and I think authorities have have not said that people should wear masks. But that's not the same as saying people should not wear masks. You know, there are reasons why mask wearing may or may not work. Um, mainly because people don't wear them properly. But there is, um, you know, there's a long tradition of wearing masks and people who were in Hong Kong at the time of SARS, um, that's really marked them. Um, they uh, behave in different ways. And, um, you know, the, the, there's a, a greater degree of caution, I would probably, is the way I'd put it, um, about these kinds of outbreaks and the unknown unknowns of it, this kind of disease outbreak than you see in the non-Chinese communities here in Vancouver. And there is a bit of that cultural stigma that comes with that as well that is sort of evolving as we experience COVID-19, especially here. Oh, sure. I mean, there's, there's definitely been um, a backlash, um, I think, against some Chinese people. Um, there's definitely been um, uh, racist incidents about corona, coronavirus where people have used that as some sort of racist hook to target Chinese people. Um, but at the same time, th- there's also been um, I've seen stories saying that oh the panic is the panic is worse than the outbreak the panic um, or the racism about it is going to be worse than the outbreak and I th- also think that's kind of jumping the gun a bit as well because we don't know much about the outbreak yet I know we 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 are a long way off from um, being on top of. Uh, what the final outcome is going to be. And I think that's a big piece of what I've learned from you, Ian, is how differently this is playing out here in Canadian media as it is in Chinese media, both mainland Chinese and and Hong Kong. Yeah, media. and I, I'd also say also too in Chinese media here in right here in Vancouver right. is playing it very differently. Always appreciate your perspective. Thank you very much for doing this. Thanks, Jody. At the end of the conversation about COVID-19, always very relevant to point out that the number one best thing that you can do... Wash your hands.
There it is. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Do that. Don't. Anytime you're out, out anywhere, anytime you touch it, you touch your steering wheel in your car. And the last time you were out in your car, you went grocery shopping. Guess what's on the steering wheel in your car? Everything you touched at the grocery store. So wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. If you're wearing a mask, it's meant for single use. Keep that in mind. Uh, you've got to follow Ian Young, Vancouver correspondent from the South China Morning Post on Twitter. And if you don't mind, follow me as well.